Well, good evening. Welcome. Name of the show, of course, Chicago Cubs Talk. This week and every week brought to you by the good friends of Chicago Cubs Club 18 and True Blues. My name, of course, Jeff here. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Hey, kind of a strange week for the Cubs. They just finished their West Coast swing, and I think I could speak for all Cubs nation. Thankfully, the West Coast swing is over. The Cubs are on a plane right now heading back to Chicago. Cubs went four and six on this trip. Uh, there were times they looked good, and there were times they didn't look so good. Today was one of those days where they really kind of struggled a bit. Cubs went down to the San Francisco Giants by the score of 13-3. to three. Uh, The game started out fairly well for the Cubs. I mean, in, after two and a half innings, it was a two-to-two two game. The Cubs looked like they were making the hits. They got runners on base. They just couldn't get them in. Uh, as the game went along, it, it kind of got away from them, as we know. If you watch the game, it uh, got ugly there at the end. Anyway, 13-3 to three, the final today. The Cubs... Uh, Won two of the three games from the Giants over the weekend. And it looked, looked pretty good throughout, really. The Marcus Stroman looked really good Friday night. Uh, Stroh is something else. That guy's got an arm on him. I, I'm going to talk about him on page two, what, why the Cubs need to sign him. And and just I'm absolutely livid that we're discussion is even continuing that they're not. But we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, yesterday, Kyle Hendricks, whoa, eight and two-thirds, no hit ball. I thought he had it. I thought he was going to get a no-no. Uh, give up a double. Cubs won four to nothing, really looked good. Again, I think the secret to the this period of time we're going through right now in the season where we're struggling getting runs and we're not getting a whole, whole lot of it out of our bullpen, the starting pitchers got to carry us, and I think we all know that. The starting pitchers have to carry us. Uh, today's game, Sunday's game, Hayden Wisniewski did not carry us at all. Uh, I think the problem with Hayden right now is, is you look at him, I think what it is is that, and I think Rick Cyclop brought it out very well on the marquee telecast when he said, hey, he's just spotting. He's not spotting his fastball. He's up there throwing it. And really, in the major league level, you can't do that. You just can't go up there and sling the ball and hope for the best. If they do that, you'll find it usually in McCovey's Cove or on Waveland Avenue or wherever. And we saw that today. Um, you've got to go out there. You've got to spot it. You've got to move it. You've got to move it around. You've got to fool the hitters. And he wasn't doing that at all. He hasn't since he's been brought back up. He really hasn't this entire season. I have optimism on this guy. I think he's going to be a good pitcher for the Cubs eventually, but I don't think it's today or tomorrow. And maybe it's time to go back to Iowa and, and work out some of this stuff. You've got to learn how to spot your pitches. You've got to learn to put movement on the ball. You just can't up there and just sling it and think you're going to get away with it like you did in high school and college and American Legion ball and the minors and everything else. It just doesn't work that way in the majors. Anyway, again, everyone knows that. I'm not saying anything we don't know, but it was painfully obvious today that he was really struggling. The other thing that killed the Cubs today, 11 runners left on base. Why did they have 11 runners on base? San Francisco had four errors. I don't know that I've ever seen a major league team look as much as, like the Keystone Cops as I've ever seen these guys look. That's shortstop for the Giants, and I know he's not a regular shortstop, and you can tell. I don't think the guy could turn a double play to save a soul. Uh, you know, they were just missing fly balls. I mean, they got a break on a couple calls, too. I, I Over the years, I used to do some uh, official scoring. Loved it, by the way. <laughs> and there were calls today that went against uh, the Giants that they called hits. I was like, whoa, why is that a hit? You know, this, but anyway, the Giants had four errors, gave up three walks. Uh, the Cubs on the on the bats, what they have? I got, I got it right here somewhere. Here it is. The Cubs uh, today, three runs and seven hits, no errors. So seven hits, you put four errors on top of that that the Giants gave them, and then three walks. Cubs had base runners. They had base runners. The thing we don't have we haven't seen it in a couple of years, is situational hitting. You get a guy on base, you got to pound him in. That's all there is to it. That's how you win games. You can't sit around waiting for the three-run homer, or you can't sit around, uh, you know, I mean, why is it it seems like 
this team comes out with two outs, you might as well just grab your glove and head to the field. I mean, they're just not hitting with runners on base. And that's what's killing the team right now. 11 runs, 11 runners left on base. Probably wouldn't have done any good today because uh, the pitching staff couldn't get anybody out. But still, you got you want to give yourself a chance. And the way you give yourself a chance is hit the ball and bring them in. What else can we talk about this game today? Uh, oh, one of my favorite things I've been talking about this year. I just like talking about attendance. Uh, 36,842 at the ballpark today. They said the stadium was 88% capacity. Sure looked like it was full to me. Uh, it really did, but game time, three hours and six minutes. So Major League Baseball is going to be mad about that. They're going to call somebody and say, hey, we don't want three-hour games. And that's the whole focus of Major League Baseball this year. Games get out under three hours. <laughs> At one point, it really did seem like it was going on forever. And that's just, just <laughs> it didn't see <laughs> Well, and the reason was I'm looking at it right now. You got two, four, six pitchers for San for the Cubs, and uh, two, four, six pitchers for the Giants. So, had twelve pitching changes throughout the game. I mean, man, oh man, for a while, it just it really just didn't look good watching the game. There are times it looked like a minor league game. It really did, especially with the fielding so bad and the base running bad, and all sorts of stuff just didn't look good. Sutcliffe also pointed out something too that I want to bring up. He also said, and I and I said this after the Angel game. I went to the game Thursday night. The Angels. Uh, in the Cubs, and I made a comment on the column when I write, when I said that the team looked lethargic, they looked like they were just tired, wanted to go home. You saw that again today, and it happens after a 10-game road trip when you know today you're on your way, you're getting to the airport and you're on your way home, and you're going to see your family tonight, and you know, you're know you going to bring your life somewhat back to normal. Yeah, and, and you can really see it. They're, they're just The bats are a little slower. The, you're a little slower running down the line. Those uh, throws from the outfield, just a bit off. You know, you know what I mean. And I think you saw that again today. Uh, and understandable, yeah, this is a long road trip. Ten games in the West Coast, and you went through San Diego, up to Anaheim, and into San Francisco. I'm sure every player and everybody on that airplane right now flying across the country is just glad to be home, glad to be getting home and uh, moving on to the season. So what's next for the Cubs? We're off Monday. And then we got the Pittsburgh Pirates coming to town. Pittsburgh currently is leading the division. We'll talk about that here in just a couple minutes. I, I'm telling you right now, this is not a very good team, but they're winning. And you know what? The division is so bad, so who knows what's going to happen. I've told you on this site more than a few times that Pittsburgh's going to fall off, and here we are, mid-June, and Pittsburgh's still playing ball. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I think I know. Uh, that said, the Pirates are going to come in. They're a hot team. Then comes the Baltimore Orioles. They are a good baseball team. So it can get kind of tricky over the next uh, next couple couple days. Cubs really though they could they could if they play like they can they get that starting pitching they get their starting pitcher into the sixth and seventh inning there's always a chance but man oh man oh man you just can't go out and turn it over to the bullpen is getting hit hard and you can't make mistakes and and that's just the bottom line you just can't do it and so that's that's kind of where we are with the Cubs uh, I'm trying to find this get the you know get the standings here in just a second we'll talk more. More about that. I, and I guess while I'm waiting for the standings to come up, what I want to talk about is Marcus Stroman. It was reported yesterday. Stroman put out on his Facebook, or not his Facebook post, his Twitter feed. Stroman put out on his Twitter feed that he and his agent has been speaking out to the Chicago, reaching out to the Cubs to try to get them to re-sign him. Now, as you know, Stroman's situation is this. His season, after this season, he can opt out of his contract. All right. He is asking for an extension. Now, he does He does not want to opt out. He wants to play in Chicago long-term. He wants a, a job for a few years. He wants security for he, he and his family. 
All right, and that's very common in baseball, the opt-out, you know, and he can he can elect to stay in next year or he can elect to opt-out and join free agency. Now, the way he's pitching, he's probably going to be a free agent at the end of this season. So he's gone to the Cubs and said, can we please sign a contract extension? This is kind of the situation they got into with Rizzo a few years ago. Where Rizzo, would, when he wanted a contract extension, but they weren't gonna, there was no negotiating during the season, and finally at the end of it, his contract was done or was going to be done. The Cubs said, we're just going to trade you before we get to that point. There is thought that Stroman would be in the same situation, that the Cubs brass will look at it and say, we're not going to resign this man. So what we're going to do, why don't we put the opt-out in? Whenever he's going to opt-out, let's get rid of him before he opts out so we don't, we at least get something for this man and we don't lose him and caught hole in the bag. All right. Makes sense, I guess, from that perspective. But you know what? What makes more sense? Sign the guy. Sign the guy. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Why, why we had this discussion? I think I feel like John McEnroe at Wimbledon all those years ago, and I'm looking at the officials say, you can't be serious. You can't be serious. You build baseball teams on pitchers. That's how you build a baseball team. This guy's out there throwing his heart out, game in and game out. He's proven that he can play in the big games. He's proven that he can pitch well. Why is we even having this discussion? You send the guy back into Houston or Tampa or wherever, then what do you got? A big hole in the rotation that next year, over the winter, we're going to have to figure out how to solve. And we're in the same situation next year that we were a year ago when we didn't have a pitching pitching staff. Well, gee, we trade Well, you know, we got to get something out of him. Yeah, yeah, forget it. Sign the man. That's how you win baseball games. Sign the man. And <laughs> I don't know. Forgive me for being a little, uh, little agitated about it, but yeah, I was going to bring this up later, but I'll bring it up now. This is what concerns me about this team right now more than anything. Yeah, everyone talks about Hoyer, and they talk about Ross, and they talk about this guy and that guy. It boils down to one person, Ricketts. I don't think Ricketts, I don't think he has a stomach to be a big-time owner in a major league sport. I don't think he does. You know, And I, I thought that starting in 2016, when we bring a Roldis Chapman in, who carried us that last month and a half, got us in the World Series, the Cubs won the World Series. We all know that. We all loved one of the greatest days of all of our lives, right? I get that. Then they went and signed him. Why? He wanted he would have come back. Well, you know, we, we can get someone cheaper, maybe a little bit better. And they brought in Wade Davis. It was okay, but he wasn't Chapman in that 99-mile-an-hour heater. We all know that. We all saw it. And now we're getting into the situation where what? We go through the Rizzo. We get rid of Rizzo. And we get rid of Brian. Oh, yeah, Baez kind of a head case. Let's get him out. And then we get rid of Contreras, and we get rid of our pitchers, and we get rid of this guy, and we get rid of that guy. Well, we're trying to build for the future. No, you're trying to cut money. Is this what you're trying to do? Let's, let's be honest about it here. Don't tell us any different. You're trying to build for the future. You would have kept some of these guys. Granted, maybe Contreras isn't what you wanted. I get that. All right. Maybe Bryant isn't what you wanted. I get that. Maybe Bryant is a shell of what he was as a player. I get that. Okay. And that I can accept. But you take a guy, and the one that bothered me more than any other couple of years ago is Andrew Chafin. Why would you get rid of a left-handed pitcher that throws in the mid-90s and throws strikes? Why would you do that? You build on guys like that. And now they're talking about getting rid of Stroman. Are you kidding me? You can't be serious. You build on guys like this, and if you're going to look me in the eye as a fan and say, hey, I'm Ricketts, I own a team, and you're a fan, hey, I want you to pay and spend money. I want you to come to Wrigley Field. I want you to pay $50 for a ticket. I want you to pay $12 for a hot dog and $8 for an old style and buy a T-shirt and do all that kind of crud. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to get rid of all the players because I just don't want to pay the money. And that's what this is about. It is, and, and I'm just absolutely frustrated and infuriated by it. And the fact that I read that article yesterday, and I was just like, are you kidding me? I've heard that. I've been seeing that, that 
Stroman really, really wants to come back, and the Cubs are making no move to bring him back. I mean, why? I mean, come on. I don't want anybody calling me up and saying, and I get it all the time, people say, oh, you know, got good guys in the minors. Yeah. Do you or don't you? We've, been heard, we've heard that for years. Everybody's got good guys in the minors. Everybody, every team out there has got good guys in the minors. They really do. And I think, yeah, we, we may, our minor league system may be good. Yeah, I know it's ranked high and all this, that, and the other. But you know what I want to see? I want to see wins at Wrigley. And I want to see guys that you can look at and you can build with. You know, 2016, how do we how do we build the 2016 team? You guys remember? I do. I'm sure you all do. I, and again, I'm we're all friends here, and we're all talking like we're sitting around the bar drinking a, you know, can of suds and discussing this whole thing. But in 2016, if you remember, we had a couple cornerstones. You had a guy like Rizzo, right? You brought him in. You brought a guy like Addison Russell in, who filled a, a particular role at that particular time. You had some guys coming up from the minors, Chris Bryant, you know, Javi Baez. Contreras wasn't far behind. You went out and you got some big-time free agents. You didn't build with free agents, no, and you got top-line free agents. Jason Hayward was a wanted commodity then. Granted, we all saw how it ended, but at the time when Jason Hayward was coming up, you know, we got into a bidding war there. The same with John Lester. And those guys provided what we needed to carry that team over the top. He didn't go out in 2014 and say, well, any guy that hits over 240, we're going to trade because we think we might be able to get an eighth-round draft pick, maybe a middle infielder out of him. Come on. And let's get, you know, I mean, I, I just it just bedoggles me, like you say. I mean, I get what they were trying to do a couple years ago, maybe even a little bit last year. And this year we get excited. They signed Nico and they signed Ian Hamp, which, all right, they're nice players. Whether or not they're championship players, I don't know. Whether or not they're players that you could really build a, a, a team that's going to play deep into October, I don't know. You know, but hey, they signed them. That's good. At least they're making some kind of movement. And then I find out that they don't, they're maybe moving on Strowman. You know, they may be moving on Bellinger. They don't want to pay these guys. So I, I don't know. I'm, it's frustrating. I'm sorry. But you know what? I'm going to move on to page two before I get real, man. So let's go on to page two and let's see what they got tonight. I like it. I love it. I want some more. All right, let's take a look at the standings of Major League Baseball as it sits right now. What is today? The 11th day of June, 2023. Right now, leading in the American League East, the Tampa Bay Rays up there up by uh, five and a half on uh, Baltimore. Baltimore's a tough team, folks. They're coming in this week to Wrigley. You're going to see a good baseball team, a lot of young players, a lot of talent. Uh, in fact, one of the guys who works in my office, my job, is uh, his nephew is uh, one of the pitchers for him. He kind of keeps me updated on what goes on in the Orioles camp. Yankees, Yankees lost a tough one tonight to Boston. Lost in 10 innings. They had the game most of the way through. They're, they thought they had it, and Boston scored late and then took it in the 10th inning. And uh, Dustin Turner, remember him for the Dodgers? Yeah, he had home run in the 10th and won it for the Red Sox. The Red Sox are sitting there at 10 and a half back. And they're all followed by, of course, the, uh, I should say, uh, 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 Tampa, Toronto's 10 and a half back. And Boston uh, is right behind at 14 back. Boston's at 500. They're at 33 and 33 on the year, and they're 14 games out of first place. <laughs> Tells you how tough that division is. Okay, let's go over the American League Central now. The Minnesota Twins out in front by a game and a half over uh, Cleveland. White Sox won seven, were seven and three this past week. Uh, of course, and and uh, yeah, they're making kind of a move. They're four and a half out, uh, followed by the Detroit Tigers. Detroit uh, slid a little bit, one and nine this last week in Motown. Oh boy. And Kansas City, of course, bringing up the rear also. One and nine over in the West. Texas Rangers. You know, if you want to model your team by anybody right now, do it like Texas did. Texas was miserable last year. That guy went out and spent a lot of money. 
put together a good scouting department and got the right kind of players in. And right now they're sitting ahead of the, uh, in the, uh, in the American league West, they are five games up on Houston defending champion. So it tells you right there, you can do it. Houston is right there. They're five back. Then the angels come in at, uh, at uh, six and a half back followed by the Mariners. And of course the Oakland athletics who swept, now, you know, I've been bad mouthing Oakland for a long time. To me, that's a disgrace in all baseball. What this, what they allow to happen on that organization is just terrible, right? You've heard me say it. I'll say it repeatedly. I'll say it again. That's a disaster there in Oakland. They went into Milwaukee and took four from the Brewers this weekend. <laughs> you explain that one to me, will you? Or, I, I don't know. Okay, what else we got over in the? Uh, so anyway, Atlanta leading the uh, National League East. Uh, the Marlins right behind them. Philadelphia Phillies at eight back. The Mets, oh boy, eight and a half back. What a disaster there. They lose Pete Alonzo for a month, their best player. And uh, the Washington Nationals are also down there at ten and a half back. Alonzo, I should say, is their best uh, fielding player, not their best pitcher. They got the two great pitchers, Verlander and Scherzer, and they're still sitting there eight and a half back. Over to Central, Pittsburgh's up by one over Milwaukee. Milwaukee this past week, five and five. I just say they got swept by Oakland. That's just uh, just amazing. Cincinnati's kind of moving up a little bit. They're in third place in the division at four games. And then the Cubs are sitting there at uh, six and a half back. Uh, Cubs record is uh, 28 and 37. I apologize. I got, I've talked about this before. I do have a vision problem. Sometimes it's very hard for me to see. And one of those, tonight's one of those nights. Cubs four and six in the last 10 games. St. Louis, I've been telling you all along, St. Louis is going to be better. I don't know if they are or not right now. Their pitching is just falling apart completely. And uh, they finished the week at three and seven. And in bottom place in the cellar, down below, everybody looking up at the group in the National League Central. Over in the West, the Diamondbacks. Uh, hey, they're up on the Dodgers. They're uh, three and a half up on the Dodgers. So uh, they're having a good year over in Arizona. Eight and two on the week. Dodgers are three and seven. Dodgers have been kind of not playing that well lately. Who knows what's going on there? The Giants, Padres, and the Rockies bring up the crew. So, anyway, that's just kind of a quick run through of the of the standings. We know what the schedule is for this week for the Cubs. Uh, what do I want to talk about real quick? Cody Bellinger. I would say it wouldn't surprise me to see him back this week, but it also wouldn't surprise me to see them holding him another week. He has been doing batting practice and some running. They say he's looking good. He's feeling better. Hopefully, maybe by the end of the week we should see him in there. But then again, you never know. Uh, okay, I want to talk about, uh, did you hear about John Sterling? John Sterling is the press, is the radio announcer, I should say, for the New York Yankees, all right? And I, he's a TV announcer, I guess, on the ES Network. But, you know, the, the Yankees, they interchange all the time. Who's on TV, news and radio. But Sterling, he's like 85 years old. Personally, <laughs> I don't like listening to him. I've heard him many, many, many times. I'll flip him on once in a while on the radio when I'm driving home just to hear what he has to say. He's, he was doing a game yesterday. Uh, the Yankees were playing in the Yankee Stadium against the Red Sox. A foul ball came up into the booth and hit him on the head. All right. Hit him. He wears glasses, hit him just above his glasses. So they didn't break the glasses into his eye or anything, but hit him right above the head, caused a lot of bleeding and all that kind of stuff. And Sterling never missed a count on the game. He was doing the game and he went right into it. I, and I heard a copy, I heard it, uh, <laughs> the tape of it. It was kind of funny. He was saying, like, one and two, the count. Oh, here's a foul ball. Oh, boy, that hurts. Oh, boy, that hurts. Okay, it counts now. Uh, still one and two, and we go back. Didn't miss, didn't miss a beat. It was funny. It really was. The guy, what a true pro. Yeah, until you listen to him do a game. And also tonight, as we close up, I do want to offer our sympathies to a great friend of all of ours. If you're especially on the Chicago Cubs Club 18, or if you're really 
a part of any of the sports page, uh, fan pages that we all do. Roseanne Dodd uh, passed away yesterday. She was the administrator for the Cubs 18. Um, Roseanne meant a lot to me. She was a good friend of mine. She was from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, as was I. We would have many, many talks about Cedar Rapids. I knew her health was bad. She'd been really battling for some time. Uh, she's a very, very sweet lady. Loved her Cubs. Loved her Cubs. She grew up in Chicago and saw a lot of games over the years and then moved to Iowa and had been in Cedar Rapids for, I think, she's had 35 years or something like that. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I know this. I know when I first started following uh, on the Cubs 18 page, uh, she approached me and asked me if I'd write some stuff, and she kind of gave me my one of my breaks as a, as a writer in this thing. And, of course, the other one, of course, Paul Belenka. Also, with True Blues, he came, called me up one day and said, hey, I really want to hear you. We really would like you to help us. And and uh, to both of those two, I'm eternally grateful. And uh, Paul, we still have kicking around, and we still talk frequently and love the guy. And uh, Roseanne, Roseanne's gone. And, uh, again, we offer our sympathies to her family and uh, and the best. And uh, thank you, Roseanne, for all you've done for the Cubs and all you've done for all of us. May you rest in peace. Anyway, that's all. We're going to close it tonight. If I can we'll have music here. but. Uh, on behalf of myself, my producer, the great Russ Omar. Yeah, there we go. I'd like to say thank you for joining us tonight on Chicago Cubs this week, next week, forever. Brought to you by Chicago Cubs Club 18 and True Blues. My name is Jeff Hare. Have a good week.